All right, this is the Big Kid Show. I am Mr. B, and thank you for kicking it with us, even if it's just for a little bit. With me in the playground today, we got Big Nick and Marcus, Mama's Boy McGillicuddy, and today we're playing <laughs> Top 3. Thank you, boys and girls. We welcome and appreciate your applause. All right, we're playing Top 3 here at the Quick General Parameters. Each big kid will name and explain for you our top three choices in the chosen topic, and we will introduce them in the ever-popular 3 2, one fashion. So today, we have a big Happy Mother's Day from all of us here at the Big Kid Show. Even the research team is jacked up and excited about Mother's Day. So we for Mother's Day, you. yes, today's topic is top three badass TV moms of the 1990s. Yes. Yeah. That's right. We have a special Mother's Day edition of Top Three today, and we're celebrating mothers everywhere. Without mothers, none of the big kids or any of you in listener land would even be here today. So we thank you, moms, for all that you do. So today we're covering our top three badass television mothers from 1990 to 1999. The badass 90s were moms. Yes. The 90s were packed with some of our favorite sitcoms and TV shows, and we are excited to jump into who we determined to be the most badass TV moms of the 90s. So before we jump in, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our show. Give us a rating and a review. It really helps us and really goes a long way in supporting the show. Mark will even come to your house and get on your computer and show you how to do it. <laughs> so, all right. A whole, huge thanks to all of you listeners out there, and thanks for kicking with us. So today, let's start it off. Mark, you won the magical coin flip ahead of time. You are up. Let's hear your yes, number yes. three badass TV mom of the 90s. All right. That's right. Super shout out to all the moms out there. We love and appreciate y'all. So uh, to kick things off, I think uh, I'm going to have to start things in the right direction here for us, boys. And to do that, we're going to get a little classy. We're going to start off with a classy mom right out of the gate. And that classy mom is not only a mom, she's a badass mom and a badass aunt. And that would be Vivian Banks yes. from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I knew, it. Nice. I knew she was going to be on your list. Absolutely. So th this is no secret, one of my favorite shows of the 90s. I love Fresh Prince. I think I've seen every single episode probably more than one time. Um, and Vivian Banks is the aunt or aunt depending on how you see it or what part of the country you're from aunt. to aunt to will smith but she is the mom to carlton banks hillary banks and ashley banks um the wife of phil banks who was also a badass dad shout out to him um but basically you know will the premise if anybody hasn't seen the show which i don't know if there's people exist but i will pretend for a second uh, Will Smith goes and lives with his aunt and uncle in Bel Air, and Vivian basically carries a lot of the load. She's it's played by two different moms. So the first three seasons, you've got Janet Hubert, who played uh, who played her for the first three seasons, and then for the remainder of the show, it was played by Daphne Maxwell Reed. So it's kind of funny because the two actresses bring very different styles. Yes. Um, you know, Vivian in the first three seasons was very matter of fact, not taking any crap from anybody, you know, would tell it how it is right to your face. The other one was a little more of the I'm going to give you the look from across the room and you're going to know exactly what <laughs> what you did wrong without having to yell it at you. <laughs> so the styles varied a little bit, but either way, I mean, they both were were 
they played the character perfectly to the point of they were really kind of everything you'd expect a mom to be and a badass mom. They didn't take crap from anybody, but they were there to support their kids. They always had great advice. I feel like I like there's times you watch a show, you feel like you're getting some advice from your mom when you're watching it from from Vivian Banks. Mark learned um, a lot of life lessons from <laughs> Fresh Prince. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> there's a lot of lessons to Didn't be learned. We all. Didn't we all? <laughs> Didn't we all? So, uh, but yeah, no, I thought, you know, it, it's a little odd being that most TV, well, not most, but there's a lot of TV moms that are consistent with one actress across. This one's, you know, kind of split across both, but, uh, or across Especially two. for how popular the show was. I mean, usually you mm-hmm. see that yeah. maybe a, a less popular show, but I mean, obviously that was pretty massive from early nineties to, I think it was it mid to late nineties is when it ended. So yeah. Yeah. 96. So it went from 90 to 96. Um, and it's kind of funny. I, as I was looking into this a little bit, the big kid research team, shared some facts with me that I wasn't aware of that there was quite a bit of drama with uh, the departure of the first Vivian Banks. There usually is my friend. Do tell. Usually is. Yeah. So, um, you know, to put it like, to put simply, there was a reunion show they did uh, here recently. And if you look that up, there's actually a a taped conversation between Will Smith and Janet Hubert, who hadn't talked in 27 years since she left the show. Ooh. And she basically had trashed him a few times over the years and felt like Will Smith was one of the reasons that she got bumped out of that show. Um, and, you know, her contract wasn't renewed. She said she wasn't fired, but they tried to basically write her character, not out of the show, but downplay it within the show mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of little tidbits i don't, don't want to go too far into that because i don't want to focus on that part for the the moms but it, it's it's interesting if if you're wanting some controversy there's definitely some there but i thought it was I actually like a shame i like slap him for that kind of <laughs> no no comment I, I i think janet hubert was my favorite of the two um you know i i like the second um version played by Daphne Maxwell Reed, but I definitely think Janet Hubert's the one that I mainly think of when I think of that badass mom well, from, and, from Fresh and Prince. Agreed. And I always feel the same thing about the first person that played the character. It's hard to forget that they were the original. You know what I mean? Because yeah. on other shows, you don't have to replace them, but it's like, oh, they're, you're different. Not that they probably are just as good, if not better, but I still am like, you look different. So it's throwing yeah. me off. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah absolutely. I, I, I love that pick. I love um, that she's, you know, like you said, you kind of described her really well. She, you know, you know, highly educated, you know, yep. willing to take in at the time this kind of ruffian nephew from South Philadelphia, born and raised. And, you know, <laughs> they're like, you know, we'll, we'll bring them in. We'll take care of them. And like you said, it's a lot of um, like – you know, it's a f- comedy show, but then there's like these drama learned seasons and, you know, yeah. imagine taking care of kids and they're both highly successful academic people. I mean, he's a judge and she's, I think she was like a professor. Is that? Yeah, I think so. Yep. So, I mean, she at like, you know, a major college. So that's pretty awesome in itself. And, you know, yeah, love it. Buddy. And having to deal with, I think, the different style of children like her own kids which obviously you know live a certain lifestyle and then heaven will come in and kind of quote-unquote upset the balance a little bit but having to adapt to that and then still being able to you know kind of bring that in um you know i mean it it definitely you could see there's times in the show where it, it 
created that sense of stress and drama, but that's also what I thought brought out the best in her, you know, in the show. So props to, uh, to Vivian Banks. Good one job. Badass Vivian mom. Banks. Our, our number three, first one on the, on the, on the big kid board. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what, what an easy assignment for Will Smith, right? For that gig. We're, we're going to give you a job and we will just let your character's name be your name, Will Smith. And you just, you don't really have to act at all. Just go in there and be your regular self. Now, if Will Smith is the Prince of Bel-Air, well, then I think that would make Vivian Banks the Queen Ooh, of Bel-Air. Correct. Yes. Badass well queen. All right. Vivian Banks comes in at number three. So... Big Nick, you're number three, buddy. Well, we're going to go from the queen of Bel-Air to another badass mom who was certainly the queen of her castle. And that would be a one Claire Huxtable. <laughs> yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I loved Claire Huxtable. Now, let's not forget that she was a very successful attorney on the show. And her husband, Heathcliff, Huxtable was a successful doctor and this was a show that I watched the entirety of from start to finish growing up I loved the family I loved the parents I wanted to become a member of the family I wanted to live in that fancy house that they had that was somewhere in uh, New York City but um, I you know my parents were very hard-working individuals and tried very hard and um, were, were you know taught me to be hardworking myself. And so I loved that about my parents, but I would tune in every week and I would see children being raised by a doctor and attorney. And I thought, well, they could have tried harder. My parents could have tried just a little bit harder. <laughs> what, what happened, mom and dad? I mean, you set the bar low here. But um, the thing that I love about Claire Huxtable, uh, first of all, she's in real life, married to Ahmad Rashad, who I always thought was very cool. He used to host the Inside the NBA, which I used to yes, watch every Sunday show. morning. Nice. Uh, so that's an added bonus. You get bonus points for that there, Claire Huxtable. Uh, but she was played by uh, Felicia Rashad, and mm -hmm. she played the the role perfectly. She played the the role from start to finish, uh, from the first appearance in 1984 all the way to the last appearance when the show ended in 1992. And again, this was one of those shows that I watched for so many years that I felt, in a way, raised uh, by uh, by this family and by her in a way. But you know, the thing that I loved about Claire Huxtable was Heathcliff was. You know, he he was like a child himself in in different ways, and so he needed rearing from her. You know, remember she was always telling him what he was allowed to eat and what he wasn't allowed to eat. He would have to sneak behind her back and eat certain <laughs> foods because he was not allowed to eat them. And she was trying to save this man's life, as dumb as he was. And she she you can't eat that sub. You can't eat pizza. You can't be drinking the soda. She was the boss of that house, and they had a lot of children. And she ruled the roost, and I, I thought it was a great job by Felicia Rashad. And to me, she will always be a mom that I will remember. Well played, yeah. It's, that was a show I, I think all three of us probably watched a lot of. And oh yeah, definitely, just iconic TV mom. And and we know your favorite character on there was Theo. Nick, we could just tell you love Theo. 
Claire was always straightening everybody out and straightening out her husband most of the time. And that's, you know what? That's one thing that I want to point out here. One thing that America has <laughs> been. To sidestep my Theo comment. <laughs> one thing that America has been great Shoot. about, you know, uh, re- more recently anyway, is this celebrating and the appreciation, which is well-deserved for single moms, right? But I want to point something out here. Unless you were one of the women that was smart enough to marry another woman, technically they're all single moms because (laughs) you're the only mom in the household, right? Not only do you have to raise the children, but you also have to put up with the dumbass husband and father that is there that is basically childlike himself. So I applaud applaud all (laughs) the single moms married or otherwise uh, out there. And I think today is the day that we raise our glasses up high. To all of the moms of America and she is to that. everywhere else around this big blue marble. Cheers to the moms. All Cheers right, indeed. Claire Huxtable from the Cosby Show. All right, so Mr. B's up for his number three pick. And I'm going to go with, there's multiple moms on this show, but there's a very specific mom I'm going to go with. It's a little show you might have heard of called Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to go with the 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 elder mother, Sophia Patrillo, or Patrillo, um, played by Estelle Getty. And all you have to do, I mean, if you haven't watched the show, well, you're probably not going to, but she just had <laughs> all those. You don't own a TV. You, you've never owned yeah. a TV. She had all those quick little quips and witty one-liners. Um, just great delivery with humor. Um, so I love that. I mean, if you even remember, she was so she was the owner of a restaurant and a chef. Apparently, she, in, in the show, she was like an amazing chef. Um, you know, she had I think three kids. Um, she had a stroke, which was the beginning of Golden Girls, which is why she was living with those other three women. But she even kind of took in the other two women that weren't her real daughters as like surrogate daughters. So. I think that was really cool. I mean, it's, you know, she just was a motherly figure. Um, there was always these hints that she was like connected with the Sicilian like mafia. So if you remember <laughs> any of those things where she just would talk about some of those little things that I thought were hilarious. Um, even I, <laughs> the big kid research team was on this one. They, when I brought up uh, Sophia Petrillo, they're like, oh, yeah, we got stuff. We got Sophia. She's on our, <laughs> yeah. she's on our files. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the show, Sophia, this character claims to have had some little uh, run-ins or trysts with like real famous people. <laughs> yep. Pablo, Bica- Pablo Picasso, Sigmund yep. Freud, Winston Churchill. I mean, those mm-hmm. are pretty big ones to maybe, uh, you know, get around the block there or around the bases with, but... That's hilarious. <laughs> I just, I, I, and even as I've gotten older, I appreciate the comedy that she had at the time. I think, you know, I mean, this show actually first aired in like 85. So we were yeah. real, real wee lads then, but just, I don't know. She's a badass to me. So <laughs> it's so funny you brought up Golden Girls. <laughs> I actually almost, they would have made my, my honorable mentions. So my, my grandparents used to live like out in the country, like in the sticks, right? And and my parents would l- l- drop us off there for like a week at a time or two weeks at a time. And we loved it because we'd go out to the country and have all this fun, you know, doing all this stuff on the farm for, for a long time. Well, they didn't have cable and they had one small TV in the living room, right? And that's all they had at the time. 
And my grandmother was obsessed with Golden Girls. So I'm pretty sure I've watched probably every episode of Golden Girls. And I have a very fond, fond appreciation for that show. And yes, she was one badass mom. She had to deal with the three, (laughs) the three ladies. And just like you said, her, she always had like the quick comeback. She kind of reminds me of, um, who is it? George's dad from Seinfeld, where he's just like really fiery and like, you know, didn't take any crap from anybody. Um, I got some real problems with you people. I love that pick, Mr. B. That is fantastic. I love it too. And here's the thing though. I guess I didn't, you know, so golden girls ran until 1992, same year that the Cosby show ran till. And I guess I didn't put it together that it was part of the nineties. I kind of think of it mostly as an yeah. 80s yeah, show because it, it was kind of on its way out there early 90s and and what a great show though and i think most will agree with this you would think that a, a young uh a young big nick would have not be able to identify with a show about f- four old white women but uh <laughs> it, that show was hilarious and the jokes and the humor of that show hold up to this day once in a while i'll be flipping through the channels and you'll catch the the tail end of a rerun of golden girls the jokes are still funny it's a hilarious show (laughs) (laughs) well you look at the the characters and like all of them had just insanely like good personalities that all bounced off of each other so well and then to have that mom like it's kind of the key catalyst, the umbrella yeah. that kind of went across all three of it. It was it was really great. Yeah, I, just, I loved how she fit that role because it was like she wasn't the main character, but when she entered yeah. the room, you knew a quick little yeah, and it just <laughs> it just cracked me up. This this kind of Spitfire, and she's on her game, and and always like the flat delivery too, which I yeah, love. Yeah. Like it was it was never like she would say something left. She just be like say it, and then just look at you like deadpan. You're like. That's the kind of comedy I'm talking about. That's this right. This 90-year-old woman's kicking ass with it. So In your face. <laughs> and she picked on all three of the other ladies, Dorothy, oh, Rose, and Blanche. Yeah. And she had like carte blanche, right? Because she was the elder of the of the oh, four. Yeah. She was allowed to kind of just get away with uh, these little jabs every now and then and picking on these, these other women. I, I yeah. wish she would have made fun of me. I would have liked that. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been easy, too. So it would have been real easy. <laughs> awesome choice mr b i love thank you guys all right so hey we're first our our first little round of three there so let's kick it back to mark for your number two badass tv mom of the 90s so for number two we're gonna go to the animated world whoa Um, we're gonna kick it kick it over to the cartoon (laughs) side of things but this mom was no joke she was no standard cartoon, and that would be one Marge Simpson. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, what really has to be said about The Simpsons? Probably nothing. One of the longest running shows ever. The I, I, longest running show ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to say, it's probably safe to say it is the longest running. Um, <clears throat> when I think about that show, a lot of the things you think about are Bart Simpson, Homer Simpson, you think a lot of the kids, I don't I don't know if Marge is always the first character you think of, but then it, as you just kind of ponder that in your brain, like who's the one that had to deal with the crap from all those kids and from Homer Simpson and all that stuff, right? and it all falls on poor Marge Simpson's shoulders. 
and she always handled it well. I know there was a few episodes where she kind of loses her uh, her stuff a little bit and sheds a few tears, but she is like such a persevering personality that just pushes through all the craziness that happens in that show. And again, like just that the mother league aspects that I think of, they remind me of my own mom is being there when you need her. Um, great advice to help you get through tough times, able to crack a joke when you, you know, you're having a bad day, whatever it is, all those different things all come into play with March Simpson. Plus Mark's mom has super tall blue hair. So yes, like, super, it's very like, like tall, three foot tall. <laughs> and a gravelly voice. Now, yeah. the thing here that we should point out, right? Homer Simpson is is beloved by everybody, right? Everybody loves Homer Simpson here. But here's the problem. Homer Simpson is one of the most confused individuals that I've ever come across <laughs> in my entire life. But it's another child. <laughs> yes. The two things that he knows and understands, everything else is pure confusion to this man. But the two things that he knows that he loves and that he understands are Marge and beer. And that's it. That's all this man has figured out in his, in his oh, entire three, existence. Donuts. That, yeah, that's donuts. true. All right. <laughs> One more. He's got donuts, beer, and his wife. That man loves Marge Simpson. And what I'll else tell do you, you what, need in life? <laughs> if it wasn't for Marge, how many, yeah. how many seasons has that show gone on? 25, 30 years? Yeah. It's somewhere in that ballpark. If it wasn't 30, for Marge, plus, we would have we would have lost Homer Simpson about twenty seven years ago. He would have been dead twenty seven years ago. So that kudos to you, Marge Simpson. Yes, yes. Wait, she's kept wait. that man alive and that show alive. <laughs> yeah, no. And I was, I mean, obviously, I've watched the vast majority of Simpsons. That was my favorite show. We've talked about the Simpsons on a couple of other previous episodes. Hint, listeners, if you guys want to go back, but um. Yeah, Marge Simpson, just iconic TV mom and super iconic, you know, super recognizable with the blue hair, the green dress. Um, yeah, and, and, and let's it, be I, honest, she, she hasn't aged a bit. I no, mean, she looks it's very she impressive. Looks great. Thirty plus yeah. years, she looks great for her age. Looking good, Marge. <laughs> and let's not forget too, according to our uh, our number one man here, Mark. The man of the century of the 20th century was <laughs> Bart Simpson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Screw you, feet. Winston Churchill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you want hey, nothing. I love Barge Simpson. It's a great job, buddy. I love the Simpsons Thanks, just in general. It's a great show. So, Absolutely. Big, big Nick, let's hear your number two badass TV mom of the 90s. All right. I mentioned single moms earlier, and I don't have any concrete proof that she was a single mom but i also don't have any evidence to believe otherwise so we're gonna we're gonna throw her into the single mom category and praise and raise her up and this is my dark horse here gentlemen oh boy so my number two pick for badass mom of 90s tv is a one babs kramer from a little show called Seinfeld. Babs, Babs Kramer. Kramer. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to explain more there because that's so well, deep track. That's it. Babs Kramer. 
Krebs Kramer. Nasty woman. Many a night I had to throw her out on the street, drunken stumblebum. Of course, Babs Kramer is Kramer's mother, and in yep. many of the episodes, she's she's referenced, but not seen in many episodes. So she's only in a couple of episodes, but she's referenced a lot as being a drunk uh, that Kramer has no desire <laughs> to. Okay. Be around, right. <laughs> but when we are finally introduced to Kramer's mother, Babs, we learn that she works as a matron in a restaurant bathroom. And it is in this episode, <laughs> you know, we go, we go years on the Seinfeld trail with not knowing this character by any other name than Kramer. Just a single. He's like Prince and yeah. Madonna. I got one name, <laughs> share, you know, one ring to to lead them all. But uh, uh, so he's got one name for all of these years. And then we meet Babs Kramer, who's working in the restaurant bathroom, and she quickly introduces us to the the knowledge drop of the century. That his name is Cosmo Kramer. And yeah, so Cosmo. right away, we get this new character who gives us just the, the, a wealth of knowledge immediately right out the gate. And, you know, she is kind of a badass mom. And according to the episode, she had been clean for two years by this point. So she was a drunk at some Good point. Uh, but she seems a little fast and loose in in the episodes when we do see her because... Uh, she's smoking. I think she's drinking a little bit, so I don't know how clean she is. But uh, another thing that that's interesting about her is it's clear to me that she had sex with Newman at some point. Hi, Newman. Hi, Babs. What are you doing? Just minding my own business. <laughs> you get into trouble that way. Makes you think I'm looking for trouble. From what I hear, you postmen don't have to look too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it just has a way of finding you. Cigarette? Don't mind if I do. Um, <laughs> Newman. Which, Newman. of course, that, that creates uh, uh, a divide uh. in the friendship between Kramer and Newman. So, badass mom number two for me, badass Babs Kramer. You're right. That's a dark horse, buddy. And I wonder after that happened, how many people named their kid Cosmo? <laughs> yeah. You would think that's an odd name, but by today's standards, that's actually pretty tame compared yeah. to some of the names oh, I hear coming here's little, here's little Cosmo. He's, he's now 32 <laughs> years old. <laughs> hey, Babs Kramer, that was out of left field. That was that a, is out of left field. I love it. But hey, again, Listeners, we don't know our top three, so we're coming in here. We only have the topics, so that's what we love about it. It's, we're, we're learning it as you guys are learning it. So Big Nick, Babs Kramer from a little show. That, it's a little popular called A Seinfeld. little show. You might have heard of it. It's a yeah. show about nothing. It's called Seinfeld. <laughs> it, uh, so I've been rewatching some Seinfeld. That really is a show about nothing. <laughs> they are not lying when they say it's a show about nothing. I mean, it. Like you could jump in any episode, any point, have no backstory and just move right along with that show, you know, I think, but to your point, Nick, you know, having the backstory, once you see Babs, it all makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yes. All right. So Mr. B is going to move in for his number two, badass TV mom of the nineties. And this one's going to be a double up here. Cause I also had 
as Mark's number three, Vivian Banks from Ooh. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Very nice. So Mark did a great job of talking about her. Again, this is a highly educated, hardworking woman. Uh, actually got her PhD from UCLA. Um, she's hired in an un- for an unnamed university. They never mentioned, but she teaches English literature at this university. Um, but just, I mean, I, doing some research, there was a lot of like uh, adjectives to describe her. No nonsense, forthright, aspiring, uh, nurturing, trusting, vivacious, independent, valiant, industrious, yep. astute, yep. career-minded. Yep. Uh, so just some of those, those descriptors. But my favorite thing the Big Kid team brought to us is so in the show, I, I think there was like a flashback where Vivian and the judge play uh, – Phil, Uncle Phil, they became gauged on an episode of Soul Train. <laughs> and I just right. thought, I thought that was bad. That's badass. That be like, badass. I mean, tell that story. Be like, Soul Train. Hey, how, how'd you how'd you get engaged to your wife? I was in Soul Train. Soul so. Train, no big deal. That's a hell of a story right there. Yeah. So I just thought love that it. was badass. But no, we of course have already talked about Vivian Banks. Um, love that she you know brought in the 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 ruffian nephew and you know tries to make him a, a better better man Carlton, you are not going to macarthur park tonight in fact none of you are going to macarthur park tonight wait a minute boy do not test me yes, oh man so hey we're already broaching the number one so marcus dun, 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 dun. let's hear your number one badass mom from the 90s. All right, so this um, this was another show that I watched continuously and have seen every episode of. Um, Ren and love, Stimpy? Yes, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> um, no. I love all the characters in this show, and I think it's all the characters together that really um, make it unique, but the mom in this, to me, was always the, the catalyst, the kind of one that helped pull it pull the reins all back in together. And that would be a show called Home Improvement with a mom called yes. Jill Taylor. Yeah. Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. Anybody who uh, is not familiar, Tim the Toolman Taylor's wife. Um, that show aired from 91 to 99, eight different seasons. There was three sons in the household. You had Brad, Randy, and Mark. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean... You feel like it's a shot to your own mom to say you you feel like you're somewhat raised by a, a TV mom, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's when they when they exude the same types of things you got in your own household, you saw those similarities. Um, it hits home, and, and Jill Taylor had to deal with a lot of <laughs> yes, um, a, lot. <laughs> a lot of crap <laughs> to say the least. More power, more power. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her husband's always building some super tool out in the garage or tearing through the house with something, you know, that has a motor or whatever. But um, no, I mean, she she was an amazing mom. I mean, obviously, I, I grew up in a house. It was just me and my sister. So I didn't have any brothers. So I think I was a little drawn to the the what the family dynamic was like with brothers. Um, you guys can probably more attest to that than I can because you guys both had them. But um, hey, Mark, you have brothers now, buddy. That's right. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, 
Who? Hit me in the heart with that one. <laughs> but she she always was able to keep things under control. And it's, you know, especially being a parent now, knowing just like the madness that goes on and the and the the craziness that's just like whirlwind hurricane around you. She always kept her cool. She got mad about things, but she was always able to reel everybody back in, keep the kids under control. She was just an amazing mom. So shout out to one Jill Taylor. Uh, from Home Improvement. That's my number one selection, yeah. boys. And I remember v- vaguely from that show, like, cause I think there was something where, like, she went back to school, if I remember right. Yeah. So, yeah, and, that's right. I, imagine manage, managing three kids, uh, Tim Allen trying to blow up shit, and you're like, you know what? I'm trying to go back to college. So, that's yeah, a lot. Exactly. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's add some fuel to the stress there, you know? Mm hmm. <laughs> Not like she needed anymore with uh and, and while we're talking about it, we gotta we gotta shout out to the neighbor Wilson, man. Yeah, I, I, love, I, love, I love the Wilson where you never saw his face and he just would have the most deepest of knowledge. I wish my neighbors could do that. <laughs> we just they'd pop their head over and be like, I'm gonna tell you some deep information, and then you walk neighbor? inside and go, damn. Yeah, but maybe could he go inside once in a while? What the hell's he doing in the backyard all the damn time? He's creeping, trying to give information. Need to show his landscaping. It better be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to point out something odd about the. Uh, I was going to call it. Uh, um, uh, I want to point out something odd about the show. Okay, did you guys <laughs> notice that the the washer and dryer were in the garage? Yes. So they're doing laundry in the garage, which I thought was completely weird and bizarre. Like anytime there was a scene, a garage scene, all like I couldn't pay attention to the acting or what was happening between (laughs) the characters. I would stare at the wash machine and the the dryer. That's interesting. Right now that you say that. I thought it was so bizarre and strange that it would be in there, first of all. And then I was like, you know what? I've never seen that anywhere. Maybe it's a Michigan thing because they lived in Michigan in the show. But then. Years later, fast forward, Tim Allen, who played Tim Taylor in that show, was on Home Improvement, and I was going to call it Tool Time. That's why I struggled earlier. Yeah, I, yeah. I always want to call that show Tool Time, but that's know, the show yeah. that it's a show inside show of a show. It's very, show. Yeah, it's very confusing. Don't smoke weed and watch that. Your head might explode. <laughs> now, he does a show years later. I think it's called Last Man Standing or something like yeah, that. Last where Man Standing. He, yep. he lives in a house, and it's the opposite, right? Jill Taylor had to deal with being a mom. Uh, and again, she might as well be a single mom with the animal that she married, uh, trying to blow things up and always <laughs> trying to four sons. She's yeah, he's got she got four four <laughs> yeah. So she's surrounded by all these boys and her husband, the only woman, the only female in the house. And then let's go to the last man standing. He's the only male in the house. So yep. that's the complete opposite and reverse of home improvement. But yep. the one thing that stayed true. For Tim Allen, the wash machine and the dryer are located in the garage in the last man standing. I don't know what happened to Tim Allen uh, when he helped write these shows, but maybe I'm starting to believe that either his home growing up didn't have a washer and dryer, or if they did, they were in the garage. Yeah, that's that must have been like a household thing when he grew up and he's like, listen, whoever's designing the set, the washer and the dryer goes in the garage. Well, Don't do you, get so, it wrong. I'm, and again, I'm, do you guys remember, was there any scenes where they're in the basement of the house? No. 
Maybe they didn't have I a don't basement. Think so. What? So that's I my thought. So, yeah. If they didn't have a basement, then you know that's a good uh, point. If, if you think now, I mean, now houses have like you know second story laundry rooms and or their yeah. access. But back then, it was always basement. So if they didn't have a basement, that's maybe true. That's, Plus, that was, you figure with Tim Allen, he probably had a insulated, fully heated garage because he always had I'm all his toys in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Michigan, wouldn't that, that washing yeah. machine with all that, all that water in it get awfully cold sometimes? Yeah, he probably had this, no, Tim Allen, you know, or Tim maybe Toolman he's, Taylor. Maybe he souped up the washer dryer so like they would dry the clothes <laughs> in like 30 seconds, you know, and you just throw it in and be like... And just like the uh, swimsuit machine at the the Y, where you just put your bathing suit in and it shoots it around and dries it in ten seconds. But hey, Big Nick, your your uh your ob- observantness or whatever is quite accurate. That is on point. Well, and Mark, I really love the pick. And where we did not give points, where points are due for Jill Taylor, is we failed to mention that she birthed one of the most gorgeous angelic looking human beings to ever walk this earth that is jtt jonathan taylor thomas (laughs) i still got his poster up in my room oh and and you know what big kids little kids that's a true fact because i've seen the poster (laughs) he tried to hide it behind a picture of a girl but he just he's an attractive young lad beautiful hair Way to go, Patricia Richardson. Well, and what's crazy to me is that Patricia Richardson, who obviously played Jill Taylor, I don't really know that she had a lot of other big roles outside of this one, which is kind of surprising to me because, again, uh, you know, she had a lot of the qualities that I think I found endearing in my own mom. Shout out to my mom, who, which was like always empathetic, always had the right thing to say at like tough times because these kids are going through a lot of crazy stuff and then obviously dealing with Tim. But um, she was very she was she was funny. She was able to handle tough situations, um, but she never really got a whole lot of opportunities outside of uh, of home improvement. So well, kind of a shame. I would like to have seen more Patricia Richardson uh, in some other roles. And, and that could be something where the big kid team uh, research team needs to look into is sometimes yeah. that's by choice. You know, True. I mean, to have a steady show like that for how many years? I mean, sometimes it's like, hey, this yeah. is. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she was compensated pretty well. And it's like, hey, I maybe she also had her own family at home. So it's like, you know, do I yeah. really want to be doing other stuff? Hey, I got this great show. It's scheduled. It's true. Boom. So can you imagine playing a mom on uh, home improvement and then having a husband and children of your own? It's like raising two families. She's probably exhausted, <laughs> Mark. She oh, doesn't yeah. want to do anything. That's else. true. Well, and let's not forget, she also had to give some motherly uh features to al big al borland because he used to come over and she'd have to give him advice about stuff too so she was just like constantly surrounded by guys that she had to and boys that she had to give out advice to and help straighten their life out yeah that's That's a a lot lot of work yeah it's like a sausage party over there (laughs) thank goodness she had wilson to help out over the fence (laughs) (laughs) you're right that was pretty much a sausage fest you're correct (laughs) (laughs) oh i love jill taylor great pick and love that show so Big Nick, let's move it to your number one badass TV mom of the 90s. Thank you, Mr. B. I am very happy to be presenting my number one pick, the big Nick number one pick, as they say. (laughs) The big Nick number one pick. And as soon as I say it, everybody's going to go, duh, that's a great pick. 
<laughs> I went with Marie Barone from Everybody oh. Loves Raymond. She is the boss applesauce on that show, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Marie Barone. She does something that my mother does, which I, I as a, her son, I hate this. So I'm sure that the uh, the fictitious world of Everybody Loves Raymond, that the characters hated it as well. But she will lead and control you with one simple strategy. Guilt. Mm. She will make you feel guilty if you do not let her have her way. And Robert, the I believe he's the older son. I always get confused watching that show. Who's the older one? But I, I, I think he's the older son, too. Yeah, the, the Robert, he's the tall guy. He's now in charge of uh, trying to defeat Jimmy Johns. Uh, but uh, he he refers to his mother as Queen Marie. Uh, so that shows you how big of a boss she is on this show. And she she keeps Ray and Robert in line, and she's constantly criticizing Ray's wife, Deborah, for not keeping her own house clean enough and for feeding her family, not feeding her family properly. And she <laughs> dismisses anyone who doesn't live up to her standards really quickly. And she thinks that Deborah is bossy a bossy wife for expecting Raymond to act like a responsible adult. Because remember she coddles her, her sons who are in their forties on the show. And she's constantly bickering with her husband, who I think is just a very, he is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite characters on any TV show is, is the father, Frank Barone. Attention, idiots. <laughs> Marie, why did you take the lasagna? <laughs> Holy crap. He's and pretty he, good, yeah. He's a throwback, right? He's kind of like an Archie Bunker type where he just doesn't fit into today's society yes um and so i like a throwback and i like that they poke fun at him every now and then and i like that she bickers with him but when i think of a mom that i do not want to cross i think of marie barone and what she would do to me if she was my real mother and and the way that you you see how I'm living my life here, big kids, <laughs> all these problems I have, I would, I would be, I would be straight as an arrow. If I were to have been raised by Marie Barone, if you would have been a Barone, Barone. a Barone. So I have a confession to make big news. Oh, every time oh, you've never seen every anything. Time. I've never seen everybody loves Raymond. You've, but you do know the show. Like you, you oh, I know the show. It's very popular. Existed. Yes, yes. I have not seen that television show though. And you know I, what like Ray looks like. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I've, I've seen like parts of episodes, but yeah, I've never watched that show. So, well, let me fill you in here, Mark. So, hey, Marie, hey, this is very Nick, informative for yeah, me. Big Nick, start with episode one and work your way through. Yeah, the can whole, we just go through the whole yeah. series if you don't mind? We, yeah, we got exactly. time, right, big kids? Yeah, yeah they cliff don't notes. Mind. Cliff notes. Um, and I have information from the big kid research team here. Uh, you'll be happy to know that there were only 210 episodes. So, uh, get some popcorn. This it's, might it's take easy. a while for me to go through everything. Hey, you, but, can, you, uh, can knock, you can knock this out in about three, four hours. No problem. One key factor here, too, that makes her a badass and almost terrifying mother is that she lives across the street 
from Ray and his family. So she just pops in whenever the hell she feels like it. She's always <laughs> up in their business. You got to watch out for the pop in. Oh, I hate the popping. And, uh, but yeah, Marie Barone. Um, and sadly, uh, the, the, the wonderful actress that played her, um, is no longer with us. It's, uh, Doris Roberts. She's passed away. She was a great, fantastic actress, well-known in the biz for the, for many, many years and decades. Uh, And she played the part very, very well. Mm. Great pick and, and and Big Nick, you hit a nail on the head. Yeah, just everything you said. It's Queen Barone. Yeah. Queen, Queen Marie Barone. So I, I I have nothing to add. That was great. <laughs> you shouldn't. You should not. And actually, uh Deborah, Ray's wife, once referred to um Marie's tactics of controlling everybody as a guilt bomb. She can at any time she can drop a guilt bomb on you, which everybody was afraid of, and it always worked every time. And here's the thing: anytime she was accused of wrongdoing, she would always blame the same thing. She would go, "But I did it out of love, right?" There's no argument. You cannot argue with somebody says, "But I did it out of love." And you know what? I think I'm going to start. I'm going to use that tactic inside my own household. I'm just going to blame all of my wrongdoings on love. There you go. My intentions were good. I did it out of love. (laughs) I swear. Yeah. All right. You burnt down the garage. (laughs) Out of love. Out of love. (laughs) 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 Great pick, Big Nick. We got Marie Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. So moving on to Mr. B's number one. Badass TV's 90s mom. I'm going to go with it's a little show. You might have heard of it. It aired from August 98 to May 2006 called The 70s Show. Ooh. Uh, yes. We're going to go with Kitty Foreman. Oh, Kitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Kitty, Good Kitty choice. Foreman, played by an amazing Deborah Joe Rupp, who also was in Seinfeld, Big Nick's favorite show. But Kitty Foreman. True, true badass, right? So if you guys remember, not only did she have to deal with Red, who wanted to stick his boot (laughs) up everyone's ass, right? You know, hardcore Korean War vet and all this stuff. But she worked full time as a nurse. Yeah. So and you could I'm imagining the I mean, being a nurse now. God bless all the people that work in nursing now. But being a nurse in the 70s had to just been awful. I mean, just. You know, they probably treated the nurses like crap and just all they did was crap. But so she you know, worked as a nurse. She took care. She managed Red. But then we got Eric and all of his delinquent stoner friends <laughs> in the house. Right. And and she you know did her best to care for them and nurture them and give them advice. Excuse me. It's quite the um, cast of characters she had to well, uh, keep and in even, line. And I thought something was really good is there's a one of the episodes the one friend, uh, Hyde, like his parents kind of just disappeared on him and they basically adopted him and had him stay with him, which I just thought was, that was pretty, that's badass to me. Like, Hey, even with financially tight times, we can't have one of our friends, friends or our son's friends, like being basically homeless or whatever. So they took him in and I thought that was badass, but of course there's funny scenes where you can tell she gets stressed or overwhelmed and, 
you kind of catch your over drinking or trying to sneak a cigarette or something. But <laughs> hey, we're also human too, and hey, she exactly. has to has to manage. But Wait, overall, what we're human? Shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Big Nick's a robot, but most of us. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, Kitty Foreman, man, my number one most badass TV mom. I just think she. That's a great choice. And, and even with it being in the seventies, there are a lot of seventies themes, but. I just, you know, anytime things got awkward, she did that real high pitched laugh. <laughs> you know, and, well, and I think it's, it just shows like with, with with all the selections, there's a common theme. Women have to put up with a lot of shit from us yes, guys. They do. Yes, they do. It's unfortunate. And, yes. you know, from the husbands, from the sons. We apologize. You know, there's, a, there's a lot we, you we, ladies we have apologize. to deal with. God bless all of you. We did it out of love. We yes. did it out of love. Yeah. <laughs> and so and and it kind of hit the sweet spot for me. I, kn- I know this show kind of went into the two thousands, but just I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like she just was a badass mom. I mean, yeah. managing all that stuff. Manage. I mean, at any given time, there was like five to six kids in their basement. You know, didn't stress her out. If anything, I think she enjoyed that her kids and their friends were close. Yeah, you know, and seemed to embrace it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and we have. Uh, I mean, Big Nick and I have a couple of friends, moms that did the same thing to us. It's like we would much rather you guys be here and being stupid at our house versus being stupid somewhere else. So shout out to Sue. And I won't say her last name, but shout out to Sue, who probably uh, if it wasn't for her. We'd probably all be dead. Yeah, I don't know that we would even <laughs> exist. Um, but Love she was too. she was of the same ilk, right? That she was like, hey, if I would rather all these idiot boys be over at my house because uh, at least I can watch over them and know that they're safe. Yeah, and, and God, us with a water bottle if we get stupid. Yeah, God, God bless her uh, for doing so because yeah, I like to play in traffic when I was a kid and um, <laughs> that would only last so long. Did you yeah. eat paint chips when you were a kid? A Probably. lot of paint chips. A lot of paint chips. So, <laughs> Wait, no, hey. What? You're not supposed to do that? Wait, no. shit, huh? <laughs> All right, so let's let's recap, and then I'm sure we got a couple honorable mentions here. But so definitely. So I'm going to go individually. So Mark, his number three, Vivian Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Number two, Marge Simpson from The Simpsons, and number the one, Simpsons. Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. Great choices, buddy. Doing laundry in the garage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big Nick, Claire Huxtable from The Cosby Show as his number three. Number two, Babs Kramer from Seinfeld. Deep track. And his number one, Marie Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. And Mr. Beast, number three, Sophia Petrillo, Golden Girls. Vivian Banks, a repeat there from Fresh Prince Uh of Bel-Air at number two. And number one, Kitty Foreman from... That seventies show. All right, I, I know. Sprinkle That's me a, a couple. List. Of, yeah, sprinkle me a couple of little honorable mentions that you guys were just super close to making your top three. So I've got two for you. I know it's short by oh, my standards. Only two. Only two this time. Um, I thought for sure this first one would have made one of your guys' list. I'm kind of surprised it didn't. What about Peg Bundy? <laughs> I yeah. love from Peg she Bundy. She was in consideration, definitely. Yeah. Peg Bundy yes. was a badass. That, that was sure. one of mine. Yep, absolutely. Uh, um, so I had her as one of mine. And then uh, Lois Griffin from The Family Guy, the other animated side of the series. 
did that show start in the 90s? Yeah, so it started in 99, I believe. Oh, 98. So it, like, so it would have just made the cut. Okay. I, I almost didn't pick it for that reason. See, uh, I, plus I thought Marge had to deal with a little more, but, but you know. Yeah, and I think I had to. I think for some reason I thought that show didn't even kick in until 2000s, but great pick there. Yeah. Big Nick. Well, and we all know that Mark doesn't like to follow the rules, so I was really surprised Ew. that we didn't get a mom from like the 2000s uh, on the show. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I know you considered it, but so Peg Bundy, I'm going to give you reasons why she did not make it to my top three. Okay, right? Uh, and I, I had deciding factors because it was it was a, a bit of a, a struggle to narrow this down to three for me. I right. had about about six or seven in consideration, and. I had to eliminate certain people based off of certain qualities. And the quality that eliminated Peg Bundy for me was that she had a strong desire to have sex with Al Bundy, which grossed me out to <laughs> beyond belief. So, um, yes, yeah, so I, I couldn't put her on the list for that reason. Now, one of my honorable mentions, and I'm really surprised did not hit anybody else's list, was Roseanne. Yes, that, that and, was one of mine. Uh, yeah. And I really wanted to put Roseanne on my list. In fact, when I first, without putting pen to paper and without consulting the big kid research team, originally in my mind, I had Roseanne as my number one badass mom. And then she fell off the list completely. And part of that was due to the show returns and she's not even there. So the family has moved on yeah. completely without her. So maybe they didn't need her ever to begin with. But, uh, uh, and I know, look, I know that she said some things that has, have offended people and uh, the, the real life Roseanne. Uh, she's always been that kind of comedian anyway. She's a bit offensive in her comedy anyway. So one should ex expect that at some point. But I've, I've always enjoyed her uh, comedy and her humor. Uh, for for the most part, you know, there's been some mm -hmm. things along the way where I'm like, yeah, that was not smart to say <laughs> that. And then you have to question the person's character, of course. But uh, Roseanne was kind of an obvious one uh, yeah. That, that, yeah. that just didn't quite make the list because, uh, you know, the, the Connor family from Illinois moved on without her. Yes, yeah, they no, did. Yes, that they one did. was close in mind because I was like, you know, hey, she jumped right to my brain, but you know, hey, we have this amazing research team that, you know, they have all have like doctorates in research. It's amazing. But so, <laughs> so I got a couple deep tracks here. So Dana Scully from X-Files. Yeah, yeah, but oh, she didn't wow. come up. She she became a mom like on because, the on the when it came back in like 2014 well, or, or something. She got pregnant because of some extraterrestrial reason. So... <laughs> It, it gets real dicey. I'm glad that one it, didn't make your list. Yeah, if she's a mom, it got real dicey. But, but right, but wasn't the baby part of Fox Mulder's baby too? Like no, it's no, a little at, weird. At the end, she had Fox Mulder, but there was an okay. episode where like her sister was pregnant, and then some kind of like alien thing happened, and then suddenly she was pregnant. It's a whole. I mean, that that's why it was a stretch for me. But that's what I'm saying. That was a deep, deep, stretchy track. Dana Scully as a woman, you know, she's an MD that also works crazy stuff. But the other deep track, Xena from Xena Princess Warrior. She was a mom? She was a mom? Well, apparently, like, again, the Reacher's team, look at this. Like, she had a kid, but this is all tied with, like, uh, Greek gods and, like, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So really? at, one at one point, she birthed a kid. So I was like, well... 
technically she's a mom and she could cut your head off. So I don't know. That, that one, that one's a stretch too. It's a, that's why I didn't make my list. It's a stretch. Yeah. She so, didn't showcase it on big, the show. Big Nick was fired up. Yeah. I'm fired, fired up, up because there is something that I want to circle back to before we stray too far away from this. And that is uh, Dana Scully. And <laughs> okay. So okay. J- Jillian <laughs> Anderson, him off now. Jillian Anderson, for some reason, I don't know how this works, but it makes sense that she gave birth to like an alien child because she is the only woman that I have ever seen in the history of Earth in space (laughs) that she looks better in 2018, 25 years later than she did in 1993. I don't know how it happens, but it <laughs> happened. I witnessed it. I saw it. And I will swear on a stack of Bibles that it's true. And so maybe she can birth alien children. That's probably why. So yeah. anything's possible. Yeah. So the, the last one, and it's only because I really like the show and it barely made the cut. And I'm not even sure she's a badass. It just was one that kind of come to, came to the list. Carmela Soprano from The Sopranos. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, that totally forgot. Totally so, forgot. So that show started in 99, so barely caught in there. Is she badass or did she just tolerate being married to a badass mobster? I don't know. But she was, <laughs> she, she was a mom, but I don't know about her badass level. So those are my yeah. quasi honorable mentions. Did she I, ever I have sex with that handyman? I wanted her to have sex with that handyman so badly. I don't think so. I think they just made out. But they got close. <laughs> they got close. She, she did have sex with the uh, high school teacher for AJ, but that's another deep track. Hey, Carmela, I would have done him. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so no, hey, I think our list was great. And yeah, mother, list, mothers gentlemen. out there, happy Mother's Day. We we love you here at the Big Kids Show. Yes, we uh, do. Shout out to all the moms. And, yes, all the moms. Thanks for and putting I'm, up with us. And yeah, exactly. What, yeah, exactly. Whether it be mom, stepmom, you just filled in the role to help. I mean, I think mom covers so many things that without that, all of us big kids wouldn't be here and all of you listeners wouldn't be there. So cheers to that. Hey, big kids, let's get out of here. What do you guys think? Come back and see us next week. Yeah, we are the big kid show. Peace. You all appreciate it. Tell us it was fair No love for my daddy Cause the coward wasn't there He passed away And I didn't cry Cause my anger Wouldn't let me feel For a stranger They say I'm wrong And I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father He was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out Started really hanging I needed money of my own So I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you Cause when I was low you was there for me You never left me alone